are Israelis indigenous to Israel? Are Israelis indigenous to Palestine? Are Israelis indigenous to the land between the river and the sea? Are Israelis indigenous to the biblical Judea and Samaria? Whatever you may call this land, we've seen a new narrative arise in the Israeli propaganda, in the uh, Hasbara, that Israelis are indigenous uh, to the land of Palestine. But how reputable is this claim? Uh, does it make sense historically, uh, practically, and definitionally? And today, that's what we're going to do, is we're going to really unpack and analyze this claim, and uh, we're going to get to the bottom of it. Once and for all, uh, are Israelis indigenous to Palestine? The big question here. So in uh, the last decade or so, we've seen these claims by various groups, uh, like the Anti-Defamation League. Uh, sometimes I call it the Anti-Palestinian League, because... It's a group, a think tank that uh, is supposed to promote ideas of social justice and anti-hate, uh, but they are really just a Zionist group that uh, would rather see Arabs wiped from existence. Uh, so the ADLs make this claim. Other Zionist groups, uh, as well as Israel itself. And the thing about the timing of this claim by the Israel lobby is that it's really only ever started to gain any traction. It's really only ever been observed uh, after the large movement in recent years for indigenous rights. Uh, in September of 2007, the United Nations General Assembly adopted uh, what's called the Resolution on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. And what that did was recognize uh, the urgent need to respect and to promote the inherent rights of indigenous peoples, which derive from their political economic and social structures, and from their cultures, spiritual traditions, histories, and philosophies, especially their right to their lands, territories, and resources. Now, the thing about the 21st century is that it has rightfully marked a global reckoning on Indigenous peoples' struggles, and there have been global movements to advocate for the right of Indigenous peoples, and this is a great thing. This is rightly being undertaken on a global scale. And that is particularly why the timing is so important here, because the Israel lobby has only really started to uh, start to construct the Israelis as indigenous to the land after the narratives have shifted around indigenous people and around uh, colonialism itself. Uh, prior to this uh, shift in public and global perception, uh, indigenous was kind of a, it was a bit of a slur there. It was a, it was not a great thing to call yourself indigenous. And on the flip side, uh, colonialism was regarded as this great positive thing that spread uh, Eurocentric ideals and this quote unquote uh, civilization to the unsettled, to the again, quote unquote, uh, savage barbaric world. And I'm going to show here through historical evidence that the Zionists and the Zionist movement, which originated in Europe uh, before, was inherently a colonial movement and self-admittedly a movement that was colonial in nature and that looked to settle Palestine. And I really think uh, the Israeli lobby has seen figures like John A. MacDonald, like Christopher Columbus, like Cecil Rhodes, 
uh, like even the queen, it has seen these figures um, change. It has seen the public perception of them change as we've started to reckon with the horrors and the atrocities of colonialism. And I think the Israeli lobby is extremely afraid that Israel is going to be grouped in there and is going to rightfully uh, go down in history amongst the group of these evil, evil colonists. So in a very desperate bid to distance the Israeli state and to also legitimize the Israeli state and its actions, uh, groups like APAC, groups like the ADL in Israel itself have started to shift uh, their, their perception of themselves and how they present themselves to the world away from colonists and toward uh, indigenous people. And really what it is at the foundation of it is it is an appropriation of indigenous rights. And it's, I think it's absolutely fucking disgusting that they are appropriating a movement for the rights of indigenous people in order to justify the further genocide of an indigenous people, i.e. the Palestinians living in their indigenous homeland of Palestine. And I think anybody who studies colonialism, anybody who's uh, read any post-colonial theory, will know that Israelis are not indigenous to Palestine, to the area between the river and the sea. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, and one particularly very important reason is our contemporary definition of what it means to be indigenous. Now, most people have the very basic uh, sort of English language Webster's Dictionary definition of uh, what indigenous means. And this is fine when it's applied to things like uh, flora and fauna of a certain ecosystem because that is like a scientific definition. But as we know, uh, people are a lot more fluid in our definitions of things, and people are a lot more dynamic uh, than plants and animals. So our, our meaning of what it means to be indigenous kind of has to evolve with people, and this is like the main conception of uh, most people who study post-colonial theory, is that indigenous does not necessarily uh, mean that some people uh, derive from the land and that they come from there, that their origins are there. And this definition doesn't work for people. Uh, for this example, because every single person on this planet came from a common ancestor, from the first uh, anatomically modern humans from Africa. So under that logic, every single person on this planet would be able to claim indigenous status to Africa. But we know that that's not the case. Not everybody is indigenous to Africa. Like, it would be absolutely ridiculous if we used this definition of indigenous and I was able to say that I am indigenous to uh, Kenya. And that is why I have more of a claim to live in Kenya and to establish a state for people who are like me in Kenya over somebody who is Kenyan, who is black. See, that's why it's ridiculous to attach this very simplistic understanding of indigenous to people. The correct and more nuanced modern understanding of what it means to be indigenous is that the term indigenous uh, confers a colonizer, that uh, indigenous people don't exist without a colonizer. And what I mean by that 
is that the term is meaningless without some sort of form of colonial oppression, without some sort of form of settler oppression. For example, uh, the people who lived on Turtle Island before the European colonists arrived never thought of themselves as indigenous. There was no reason to. They called themselves Mi'kma'ki. They called themselves Haudenosaunee, Anishinaabe, Inuit. So there was never, there was no conception of indigenous because it was unuseful. It didn't work uh, before the colonizers arrived. So indigenous is much less indicative of somebody originating from a place than it is of a uh, status that is imposed upon a people by a colonizer. There are people who are living in France who are descended from the Gauls, but they are not called indigenous. You wouldn't call a French person indigenous because they're not oppressed by a colonial oppressor. See, like, it just, it's not the same. Like, a French person is not indigenous in the sense that a Mi'kmaq person is indigenous to Canada. And if we take that more nuanced and correct understanding of what it means to be indigenous and we apply it to the Israeli-Palestinian dynamic in the land, then it becomes abundantly clear that Israelis are not indigenous to Palestine. It, comes, it becomes abundantly clear that they are indeed the colonists. Because we, if we look at this uh, defining characteristic of indigenous, there, you need a colonial power. There has to be a colonial power that is oppressing you to be indigenous. And Israelis don't have that. They are the oppressors in that land. And this also effectively tells us that Palestinians are the ones who are indigenous to Palestine. But let's go back. For a minute, let's pretend we are working with uh, this Webster's Dictionary definition of indigenous. So do Israelis still qualify as indigenous under the very simplistic understanding of what it means to be indigenous as originating from a place? Well, the answer is no. And one good example of that is the criteria Israel demands um, for citizenship and to make your birthright trip to Israel. And really, it just demands that you are able to prove a Jewish ancestor or that you uh, yourself have converted to Judaism. For citizenship, Israel does not accept DNA tests. That is, the big, uh, that is a big thing that really debunks the standard simplistic definition of indigenous uh, when it applies to Israelis. There was a, a journal that was published in the National Library of Medicine uh, it's titled High Resolution Y-Chromosome Haplotypes of Israeli and Palestinian Arabs uh, Reveal Geographic Substructure and Substantial Overlap with Haplotypes of Jews. So I'm not going to like read through all the science stuff of this study because it's not really that kind of podcast. If you want to look it up, uh, that's the title. Go look it up. Go read it. Uh, but essentially what it shows is that they did a DNA test of Israeli Jews who are living in Israel in modern day, and they tested that against the DNA of uh, archaeological uh, like samples in the land, and they found that yes, indeed, uh, Israeli Jews do have some similarities genetically to the people who lived in the land in antiquity. But what they found was that Israeli Jews actually have more genetic similarity to Europeans. And that the Palestinians, the Arab Palestinians living in the land, have a greater genetic similarity to the people who were living in Palestine and antiquity. So if we're working with 
this Webster's Dictionary definition of indigenous, then Palestinians still win that contest of indigeneity. And this study, this particular reason, is why Israel will not accept DNA tests for Israeli citizenship or to make your birthright trip to Israel. And now we're going to look at the historical side of the colonization of Israel. And I'm going to introduce you to an Austrian-born Jewish man named Theodore Herzl. He is the ideological father of Zionism. Zionism being the uh, Jewish national movement for a homeland in Palestine. Now, Herzl existed before colonialism was such a dirty word. He existed at a time when indigenous people were thought of as barbaric and subhuman and in need of colonial domination. So Herzl's writing on this issue and his actions and his own words really are really telling about this issue here. Now, the founding of Israel really did not look like an indigenous rights movement, thanks to Herzl. So before Israel was actually founded uh, during the Zionist European movement, uh, Herzl went to empires to establish a Jewish state in Palestine. It was it, in no shape or form resembled an indigenous liberation movement. Uh, he went to first the Ottoman Empire that controlled Palestine at the time and attempted to court their favor to establish a Jewish state. He went to the German emperor and eventually he got what he wanted from the English Empire in the form of the Balfour Declaration, which was an official declaration of Britain's intent to establish a national home for the Jewish people in Palestine. Herzl himself, on the issue of Jewish immigration to Palestine, said himself, and I quote, It continues till the inevitable moment when the native population feels itself threatened and forces the government to stop a further influx of Jews. This doesn't sound like something that an indigenous person would say. It sounds very eerily similar to the dominant sentiment of colonialism at the time, to this dominant uh, terra nullius ideology. You know, English colonists usually had this idea uh, that the indigenous will never willingly accept their subjugation or the deprivation of their sovereignty. If the land is to be usurped for the settler, the indigenous must be met with decisive and violent displays of superiority to make them painfully aware of their impending eradication. Like, it sounds very eerily similar to the sentiments of colonists at the time. And if that is still not proof enough for you, I'm going to read a passage from a letter uh, the father of Zionism, Theodore Herzl, wrote to Cecil Rhodes, who was a... Uh, English imperialist, he was, uh, he's known as the architect of the South African apartheid system. So in his uh, attempt to court the favor of the British Empire to establish a uh, Jewish homeland in Palestine, uh, Theodore Herzl wrote this letter to Cecil Rhodes, and here's a passage from it. You are being invited to help make history. It doesn't involve Africa but a piece of Asia Minor, not Englishmen, but Jews. How, then, do I happen to turn to you, since this is an out-of-the-way matter for you? How, indeed? Because it is something colonial, 
Herzl himself, the founder of the Zionist ideology, wrote that the establishment of Israel in Palestine was colonial in his attempt at courting colonists to colonize Palestine. It's very, like, if you look at it historically, it is very blatantly a colonial endeavor. It's not a liberation movement by indigenous people. It is very much a colonial settler takeover. And finally, on the historical side, we have the JCA, the Jewish Colonization Association. This was a group uh, that's aim was to help fund Jewish settlers so that they could immigrate to Palestine. And I think it's very telling that it's called the Colonization Association. Uh, it was disbanded in 1957 and since became the Jewish National Fund. Of course, speculating here, but I don't think it would be uh, very outlandish to say that they kind of sensed that uh, this public opinion on colonialism was changing by 1957 and that they kind of had to rebrand uh, their organization. And now we're on to Israel's behavior. How the state of Israel conducts its operations in Palestine. And if the state of Israel is an indigenous nation, if Israelis are indigenous to Palestine, then they are the, they are the exception for all indigenous people. Because the way that they conduct themselves and the way that the settler organization is run is different to every single indigenous movement, every single indigenous nation on earth. We see uh, indigenous nations like the Mi'kma'ki. We see indigenous nations in Australia. We see them struggling against Western empire. We see them struggling against the government's that are brutalizing them. We see them blocking pipelines. We see them being arrested and beaten by RCMP officers, by American police. And it Israelis do not experience that. There is no solidarity among them. Uh, in its founding, Israel never went to make networks of solidarity and support with indigenous people across the globe. It went the opposite direction and actually courted uh, empires and colonial colonialists like Cecil Rhodes. And if we look at the indigenous groups across the world today, they are overwhelmingly in support of Palestine. I, you would be hard-pressed to find any kind of indigenous liberation movement that supports the settler Zionist state of Israel. You have uh, in Canada, the Mi'kma'ki, every single indigenous organization has sided with the Palestinian people because they are familiar with this. They have gone through this. They recognize that the Palestinian people are going through this right now, that they are being brutalized, their land is being stolen, and that genocide is being committed by against them by Israel and by extension, the Western empires of Canada and the United States, the same empires that dominated them, that brutalized them, and that oppressed them. There is a solidarity of struggle here. They have recognized that. Israel is the fourth largest army in the world. It is the superpower in the Middle East. It is backed by Western nations. It is given $3.8 billion a year by the United States. That is not indigenous struggle. It does not resemble anything close to indigenous struggle. What it is, it is colonialism, bare and true and simple. That is colonial takeover. They have goddamn settlements in the West Bank. They call them settlements. They call themselves settlers in the West Bank. I don't know how many indigenous people 
call themselves settlers or call their villages settlements. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid. It is pure, pure propaganda of the highest order to claim that Israelis are indigenous to Israel. Even in Europe, you know what country has the most uh, support for Palestinian people in Europe? Ireland, a country in its own right that had to fight a decolonial struggle against England via the, R the IRA, the Irish Republican Movement. Ireland stands with Palestine. And again, Ireland doesn't really have any kind of similarities to Palestinians or to uh, Mi'kma'ki people in Canada. And it's because there really are no similarities aside from this colonial solidarity, aside from their shared struggle against their colonial oppressors. They've recognized that. And the movement for indigenous people's rights is amazing. It is a great thing to see that people are recognizing colonialism and settlers and settlement for what it is. It was brutal. It was genocide. And it's indefensible, unjustifiable. I think it is absolutely horrid. I think it is disgusting that the Israeli state and these Israeli lobbyists are trying to appropriate that movement, are trying to nestle themselves within these indigenous liberation movements in order to commit a genocide against Palestinian people. I think it is absolutely reprehensible. I think it is absolutely fucking disgusting. It is fucking disgusting and it is wrong. It is wrong on a historical level. It is wrong on a practical level. And it is wrong on a definitional level. There are multiple reasons given history, given DNA testing, given the behaviors of the state, given the solidarity among indigenous people that Israelis are not a part of. Unequivocally, Israelis are not indigenous to, to Israel. It is not an indigenous rights movement to support the state of Israel in their ongoing ethnic cleansing of the West Bank, in their ongoing genocide of Palestinians against Gaza. I'm going to end the episode soon before I get too worked up and too angry because it's just... It makes me so mad to see appropriation on this level and to see the disingenuous propaganda. I hope you learned something. I hope I've equipped you with the tools to effectively dismantle uh, anybody who tries to make this claim. Uh, thank you for listening. As always, free Palestine. Tune in next time. Thank you.